Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Hey Lance, how's it going? It, as usual, it's amazing. going well, Al. Good, good, good. So, uh, if you haven't heard me talk about Bim Smith, you haven't been listening. So, I don't know. <laughs> because I've been talking about it. Have you? Uh, they also, in case you didn't know, so you should know that you get BIM content from there. You can bi- build BIM walls, floors, all that other stuff. You should know that already because you've been listening. The thing you probably don't know is that they actually do a lot of blogging about Revit tips, industry ten- uh, trends, and other stuff. So the regular posts, guest articles have a section dedicated to completed to project features. Um, so if you got a project, uh, you want to get some help or get notice, hit them up. Uh, so that they can give you some publicity. So go ahead, get in t- contact with them. Go to bimsmith.com to see what they have to offer. Heck yeah. You're out of here next week, Al, huh? I'm flying out of here. What are you doing? So I'm going to the ICF Construction What does conference. ICF stand for? Insulated Concrete Form. Bam. So if you haven't heard about this, uh, that's okay because I just heard about it last week. And maybe you can go next week. I mean next year. So uh, you'll have to get... Uh, I'll, I'll put the links online, but Lance, see if you can go to this, www.nrmca.org. Holy cow, you're going to have to repeat that, sir. www.nrmca.org. What is this? What am Does I that going pop to? up? You tell me. Uh, National Ready Mix Concrete Association. Exactly. That's who's putting it on. So I'm going to give you the itinerary, and next week I'll tell you if it was good or not. So flying into Phoenix, right? Get in about, you know, at four, we're at the Hampton 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 Inn. Then we get a guided tour of Taliesin West, which is awesome. Then a reception at Taliesin West. Then dinner at Taliesin West. And then we get to go Dinner back. at Taliesin West. Wow. I know. I hope you see Frank Lloyd Wright's ghost. That would be cool. I'll shake his hand. You should. You'll have I to ho- bend down because he was small. I hope he's wearing a cape. Small man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the next day. So this is oh, sold Tuesday. sold out too. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yep. That's why next year. So, um, see if you can do it. Then you have breakfast in the morning. Then in the, uh, then the morning sessions, uh, you have projects in the Phoenix areas, a hotel, church, homes, all that other stuff you have. So it's basically talking about these. I'm sure you get asked questions. I'll give you feedback on, on how it went. Then you have lunch. They pay for lunch and then you have site tours. Um, so we get to go visit these projects, which is pretty awesome. And then they fly you home. So it's just two days straight. Not like Monday night, then two days, and then come back, you know, Thursday. It's just literally two days, which I really like. I think that's very efficient. You're a busy man. Doing busy things. Doing busy things. You got to get it done. Yeah, I like it. Well, cool. You'll have to report back to us about how it goes. Yep. Uh, Let us know, man. You should take the mic. Uh, You should take some of this equipment. Maybe you just do some impromptu interviews down there. That'd be good content. I could see. Except... um, You'll be busy the whole time. I'll be busy, but I'm not bringing... So, yeah, tell... Why are you going down there? Because we're doing a big project yeah. probably with ICF. We're doing a house with ICF, but now we're doing a big condo project with, with ICF. And they're going to do IC, they want to do ICF for the whole thing, right? I mean, like yeah. like walls. Walls, foundations, not only for the townhouse portion, but after we build the platform for the uh, garage on top of there. 
So like the condo units in the big building too. So I'm pretty serious about all this. That is pretty serious stuff. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I hope you learn a bunch of stuff. You're going to bring us back a souvenir? Um, now you have to. Nah, now you have to. Maybe for Nick. You think Nick deserves one? Probably not. <laughs> of course he does. Probably not. Of course he does. Um, well, cool. Well, I have a. Uh, so there was. I was. A, I was just opened up LinkedIn one of these mornings. I think it was Tuesday or something like that. And there was this article that came across my screen, and I and it 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 the overall thing was it said uh, you know the sentiment was um, instead of trying to find different language to use when you're making sales pitches, right? And it could be just via email, it could be on the phone, but following up with people and, and being more assertive with your language goes a long way. So I found the article and I, I wanted to read it to everybody uh, and then get your take on it because okay. this is something that I have been trying to do because I think there's, I think it's, I think it's, it's real. I think it's, uh, I don't think the language that I was using before is as effective for sales. And I also think it's better for per- persuading clients engineers anybody we're working with to do to do thing to follow up or kind of uh you know you're you're, at the end of the day if you're if you're doing a design you're still trying to sell it to the client even if you've sold the the business right what what's i think the opportunity here too is i've been sold to a lot you've been sold to a lot right so um take let's just use a random example a bank right and you meet with the banker and they have their sales pitch right and it sounds good and Lance, you have a sales pitch. I have a sales pitch. But normally, you only pitch that person once, your main sales pitch, and then you you transition. I've heard the same sales pitch from someone multiple different times. And it's like, man, I've already heard. Like it just it you know you register in your head. Like of course they have certain points they want to hit every time. But if you don't vary it up a little bit, it's it's gonna sound like same old story, same old story. So maybe this is an opportunity for everyone to get some fresh. Fresh news stories. Yeah. So this is uh, this is by uh, Jill Conrath, and it's sales prospecting. Pro- prospecting, and the title is Three Sales Follow-Up Strategies to Replace Touching Base. And that's why it, touched, it stood out to me, because I'm like, man, we use that just, uh, we use, use that colloquium, just just that phrase um, in passing sometimes. I'll just say, hey, Al, have you touched base with them? Have you touched base with them? So... Marty's question, this is uh, Marty's question. You often mention that it's bad to follow up with the prospects by saying, I'm just touching base. I'm struggling to find a decent alternative. What do you recommend? Her answer was, it's more than just finding replacement phrases like checking in. When you leave messages like this, your prospect deletes them in a nanosecond. And I believe it. I believe it too. Uh, Worse yet, they see you as just another pesky salesman, Mm -hmm. uh, salesperson. Clearly, that's not good. Here's the deal. To keep sales momentum alive, you need to provide value on every interaction, even a quick follow-up call. That means you need to rethink your entire callback strategy. Here are three approaches that have worked for Jill, okay? It depends out, people. Exactly. And then I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I think I'm convinced this is the way to go. Number one, re-emphasize the business value. Your prospects will only change because of the impact you can have on their organization. Reiterate it. Remind them of how you can help. You might say, Pat, in our previous conversation, you mentioned how important it was to get going on this soon so you could realize the savings. Eliminate redundancies, drive incremental growth that you need by year end. Let's set up time to talk so we can get you moving forward. So that's number one. Number two, share insights 
I share ideas and insights. Your prospects want to work with someone who's constantly thinking about how they can improve their business. Be that person. You might say, Pat, I've been thinking more about how we can help you increase sales, reduce costs, speed up productivity. I thought you might be interested in what we did with XYZ organization when they were dealing with the same challenge. Do you have a few minutes for a quick conversation? Number three, continue to educate. Sometimes your prospects are still asking themselves, does it make sense to move forward or not? From the outside, you won't know, but you can keep giving them more reasons to change. You might say, Pat, I know it's a big decision to change from the status quo. That's why I thought you might be interested in this article, ROI calculator, case study, blah, blah, blah. Let's set up a time to go through your questions. See the difference? You're still providing value, even though they said they're interested, even though they told you to check back next week, even though they told you it was a slam, it was a slam dunk, they just needed to get their paperwork done. Drop the touching base and checking in mentality from your vocabulary entirely when making up follow-up calls. Become an asset in their decision-making process. This is when they really want to work with you. What do you think? I, I love it. I love it. it and it, it just gives my, idea, my brain more ideas to expand upon. And, and one of them is you can listen. You really need to listen to what they want. And you can ask them, like, what's your hang-up? You know, wh- what's stopping you? What do you need from us? you know, to, to get this to work and then really see if your firm aligns with what they want. Meaning if I, I, for an architecture, I don't have an example. I have a banking example, but you can translate this is, Oh, the bank says we need this, this, and this. And if you can, if you can't give them that and you're always giving them advice on stuff that, that they don't need help with, then there's no wonder why you're not getting that business, right? So just make sure that you can actually help them on their real problem, right? So you were giving three examples, great examples about, you know, helping. Hey, I heard you said this. This is how we can help you out. Make sure you just don't have the blinders on, you know, like only pushing what you do. Make sure you really listen to what their hangup is, if there is a hangup and, and be subtle in clearing those roadblocks because that's one thing for sales is and that's why speed we always talk about speed you're clearing the roadblock you're making the path to yourself even even easier and the more that you align with their goals the more it's a beneficial relationship for both yeah i'm yeah exactly so i i'm going to do my best i'm, I'm just going to completely eliminate Hey, just touch a base on that proposal I sent over last week. Anything like that? Just checking in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop with that. I think the easiest route for me to, to do it is like the thing that comes to my mind is um, when if I send a, if I, I'm actually gonna do this right after the podcast. There's a potential client we have down in Denver, and I'm gonna email them and say, um, uh, uh, what am I gonna say? Actually, it's gonna be it's gonna be something just straightforward. Of um, uh, hey, I, I spoke with the, uh, the contractor. Um, and I know you guys are looking to move forward on the project. Um, would love to, would love to, would love to help enable that. We are ready to go. I've prepared my staff. Um, we've looked into the zoning, uh, some, something along that yep. line. Right. But yep. I think that's where it is. But like just really trying to avoid any of that, just checking in on you, uh, yep. any of that just touch and base stuff. Cause it's not a sales pitch. It's more of, you look a little baggy. I think the more I think about it, you look like kind of like a beggar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great. I like that. So uh, let's touch base with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, best friends. Hope you had a great week this week. You gotta play hurt. A reading. When something doesn't fit anymore, we architects have the ability 
and responsibility. To make sure our cities don't force us to adapt to outdated leftovers from the past, but actually fit to the way we want to live. Viewed in this way, we architects don't have to remain misunderstood geniuses, frustrated by the lack of understanding, appreciation, and funding. We won't even be the creators of architecture, but rather the midwives of a continuous birth of architectural species shaped by the countless criteria of multiple interests. The world insists on conflict. The media craves conflict. And the politicians craving media presence need to engage in conflict to get there. What if design could be the opposite of politics? Not by ignoring conflict, but by feeding from it. A way to incorporate and integrate differences, not through compromise or by choosing sides, but by tying conflicting interests into a Gordian knot of new ideas. Yes is more. Bjarke Ingalls. Al, I hate woodpeckers. Toodles. <laughs> do I hate woodpeckers? I don't know. Do you? About woodpeckers? Maybe you did. Yeah. Sometimes I, we forget what we say. Yeah. the 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 last part was interesting. You know, in that quote, not by being the opposite or fighting, you know, politics or being on, you know, this side or that side of conflict, but tying everything together in a Gordian knot of it's interesting. I'm not sure. I know what it means. I feel like it's... There's a, no black and white in life, right? I, will, I Personally, I want there to be, but there yeah, isn't. Like, yeah. I want there to be. I want there to be like, nope, Lance is right or he's wrong. <laughs> either, way, either way, right? Yeah. But there isn't. And there's got to be the, there's gotta be these these compromises. And so if you think about our buildings in a lot of ways, I think there's an argument there that that every single one is a compromise, right? Um, but it's it sort of... The way I'm taking this is that it's an opportunity. You got to think about this as an opportunity for opportunity, you know, an opportunity to create. There's these conflicts, meaning, oh, this land doesn't have anything on it. <laughs> what needs to be on it? People think this, people think that. It, it's conflict, it's a tension. So, what value are going to bring to make an opportunity? That's how I, what I'm kind of taking from that read. Fair enough. Well, I see. Yeah, so exactly. So, maybe there's in the compromise. You try to see the silver lining and the opportunity for that, right? Yep. And and that, that and that's a good thing. Um, so, but the woodpeckers, man, what did you do? I don't think I did anything. I don't know. I hate why, why does why does Nick maybe he's picking on me because I said let's check in on him and he knew that I <laughs> that could be. All right, what do we got next? Al? We have Airy Jeopardy. According to IBC 1804.4 site grading, if a slope of 5% for the first 10 feet of ground immediately adjacent to the foundation is not possible, what is the minimum percentage allowed? So this is basically sort of like an exception. A, 2%. B, 3%. C, 1%. D, 2.5%. forgot I had to read the answers. But you guys would just know. Ready? 
DB 3% A. It is A, 2%. Okay, number two. According to IBC 1510.6.1, mechanical equipment screens shall not exceed blank feet in height above the roof deck. A, 18 feet. B, 10 feet. C, 6 feet. D, 20 feet. Uh, A, 18 feet. B, 10 feet. C, 6 feet. D, 20 feet. All right. B, C, C, A. A is correct again. Somehow, guesstimator over here. (laughs) I'm sure you didn't know those, but you got them both correct. Go ahead. All right. What do we got for score? Two zeros. Two and then all zeros? Yeah. Man, someone's been on fire two weeks in a row. No names. Number three, what are the forces acting as at the supports of a structure which hold the structure in equilibrium known as A, reactions, B, hold forces, C, equal forces, D, equilibrium, equilibrium, equilibrium. Oh, equilibrium. Equilibrium. There we go. That's what it is. Yeah. And I, when I typed it out, it sounded like I literally got it perfect in my head and then I tongue twister. Yeah. Read it again. Number three. What are the forces acting at the supports of a structure which hold the structure in equilibrium known as A, reactions, B, hold forces, C, equal forces, D, equilibrii. Bam! Nailed it. What, right. do we, what do we got, you dudes? Uh, a, A, D, and D. Uh, the correct answer is A. Congratulations. Uh, it structures 101. Uh, equilibria. Equilibri. <laughs> equili. Equilibri. Equilibri? Yeah. Equilibri? There you go. Equilibri. I felt like was a completely made up word when I typed it in and then spell check and then it wasn't. So that's how <laughs> that's how silly that one is. All right. What do we got now? Uh, Two, one, have, one? Yep. So it could be a tie unless someone pulls away. What is a man-made... So number four, what is a man-made deposit of soil known as? A, man-posit. B, deposit. C, fill. D, backfill. <laughs> Lance's questions are comedy hour. What is a man-made deposit of soil known as? A, man-posit. D, B, deposit. C, fill. D, backfill. I almost put B, woman-posit, but... <laughs> Gender fluid. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, D, D, C, and D. The correct answer is C. Did anybody get that right? Congratulations. Hey. What do we got then? All right. Jason won. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for playing. If you like this podcast and want to hear more of us, go to RevitRocketship.com. That's where you will learn Revit. Go check it out. Um, guaranteed that you'll like it. If not, you can get your money back. And money back guarantee. Wow. Money back guaranteed. And then go to, uh, visit Bim Smith too. Those are the two things I have. Yeah. The last thing I got is uh, please visit uh, on if you're if you're hopefully listening to this podcast or the iTunes app. Please leave us a five star review if you're thinking about a three star. Put five stars right on top of that. Helps with our rankings. Uh, hope maybe one day we'll be a featured show on there, and then we'll uh, have even more listeners. So thanks for everybody for listening. We'll see you next week.